0: You are now listening to the Funkaholics Podcast. Funkaholics, we are back with another great episode, and we are blessed once again to have another great guest on the Funkaholics Podcast. Things are happening. We're rolling with it. I've got a fellow Funkaholic, Sal in the studio with me. What's up, guys? And we are pumped to be talking with an awesome photographer that has been featured on one of our favorite websites, Extreme Sets. He's from the Fig Photography community. We've got John, also known as Red's Toy Tavern on Instagram, on the pod today. John, how the heck are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing great, and I'm glad to be here. I've been uh, anxiously awaiting to do this podcast
0: with you guys. We've been talking about this for a minute and trying to get it scheduled, but here we are, man, finally. <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, crazy schedule got in the way for, uh, what, two months, about <laughs> two or three
0: months? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, it's definitely been a minute that we were talking about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in Funkaholic tradition, John, you know, we do a toast. We do a toast yes. to a great episode, and a toast to you being on here with us, so... Bam. Sounds good.
2: We Here are we ready. go. ready. <laughs> Toast.
0: Toast. To another Toast. great episode. John, what's your fuel for today?
1: What's my what? Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's your feel for today? What are you drinking?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm drinking um, from my hometown in Fort Kent, Maine, probably the northest part of uh, the continental U- United States. Uh, first mile Oktoberfest uh, lager.
0: Oh, man. oh, nice.
1: Good stuff. Yeah
0: he knows his beers
1: (laughs) oh for sure i also got some bourbon on the side in case things get crazy (laughs)
0: hey this is a folkaholic right here i love it damn yes that's what gets me fired up for this shit man that's that is awesome so um john we're gonna put you in the hot seat my brother this is uh this is your episode you know for you just to kind of you know for For us and the fans to get to know you. So um, I've got some questions for you. You know, we'll roll through it, see how it goes. We might even try and play a game. But um, I I hope you're ready, man. Oh, I'm ready. All right.
1: (laughs) I'm going to put you guys in the hot seat, too, after a podcast I heard a couple days ago from with you guys. Oh, shit! uh, But we'll start with you guys. (laughs) Hey, we're
0: down. Let's do it. Sweet. All right, John. So the first question that I got for you, man, obviously, when did you start, you know, when did you start collecting and, and, and what's your grail, man? What's your, what's your favorite one to, to, you know, not only shoot with, but you know, that, that you have in your collection.
1: Oh yeah. Anyone who watches, uh, or follows my Instagram page, knows my favorite figure. <laughs> but uh, I started though way back when I'm 44 years old. So, way back when uh, He-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe, everything was at the height of its popularity. And what was interesting, and I mentioned it in the Extreme Sets interview, was you know, once everyone grew up and they got to a certain age, maybe, you know, 11, 12, 13, they all, you know, gravitated away. From uh, action figures and I just never I never did I stuck with it I mean I remember being like 15 years old walking through a department store looking at the WWF figures and just being like excited to see them and like no one in my family none of my friends they didn't understand it they were just like how old are you now why are you still (laughs) collecting these things and I said I always viewed it as art I said somebody sculpted this you know somebody painted this somebody created this I've thought no different than collecting like uh, albums or anything else like that, and uh, I've been on and off for years uh, collecting. Sometimes I've had a big collection. Sometimes I've had a few. If I've gotten to other interests, like I mentioned, uh, i podcast for a while. Uh, I worked in uh, some small film projects and things like that. But I always, always ended up getting pulled back to like that toy aisle and just looking at you know like what companies putting out what new figures now. And to see them improve over the years and the better articulation, the better sculpts, more photorealistic uh, faces, uh, I just couldn't help it, but I just got back. I dived right back into it. And uh, really what kicked me off getting full blown back into it was the like the neck of horror lines. Once I saw like the Pennywise figures and the Michael Myers and Jasons and everything and Ash from Evil Dead, I just jumped right back into it. Um, I would say my... Favorite figure that I uh, constantly do photos with. I try to come up with any creative, funny, uh, or even I try to do like sometimes like uh, nostalgic or more heartfelt photos is uh, the Mezco Popeye figure. That thing to me is if action figures are an art, then that to me is the masterpiece of uh, of the art world in photography. Because that figure, the face sculpt, any angle. I mean, any expression, any emotion, all you gotta do is just move the head a little bit, turn it sideways, do something a little more interesting, and you can you can achieve any result with that figure. I consider him like the everyman figure uh, for toy photography.
2: Yeah, I mean, just scrolling through your Instagram, it's, it's incredible, <clears throat> like you said, how versatile of a figure it is, and, and you really are able to, you know, have the expressions come out in your pictures and just so differently in each photo it's awesome how you do that. Well,
1: cool. thank you. Yeah, he's uh it, it's really interesting because if you look at the head sculpts, besides the newer one that came out with the like the beat up face, the other two are virtually the same head sculpt, it's just one's showing a little bit of teeth and one's not. So but again, just you know, angling your light, changing the you know, the uh, tilt of his head just a little bit, you can bring out like almost any emotion in it. Yeah,
2: that's great. So just curious, you were saying that you never really stopped collecting do you still have a lot of your uh, childhood figures or toys?
1: Oh God, not much of it left, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I was in one of those situations that many collectors growing up find themselves in, where I left a lot of the stuff at home with my parents in the closet, and then, you know, went back to visit, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, we gave that all away to the neighbor right. kids. Yeah, <laughs> that <this> was like <laughs> I remember telling my mother like. You gave away Optimus Prime, you gave away Megatron, yeah. oh, you God. gave away all the G.I. Joes. I said, you owe me a small fortune. Exactly.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I but, think uh, I always tell my parents that, too. It's like, can you imagine? <laughs> just one of those boxes. And You just kept one of those boxes. God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> oh, man. My, my mom gave all my Masters of the Universe to my cousin, Eddie. Oh, man. And, yeah, dude, I... I'm almost ninety nine point nine percent sure I had the Wonder Bread He Man too.
1: Oh Oh, man, yeah. At least you had it. At least (laughs) you had a name. You could have gone after him,
0: right? (laughs) (laughs)
2: You owe me.
1: (laughs) God. Uh, One figure though I had for the longest time was back when um, I want to say it was Toy Biz when they were doing back in the uh, late '90s, early 2000. We're doing more like the jumbo size Marvel figures. And I had uh, a 10- inch thing figure from Fantastic Four, and he had like the trench coat and the hat, and I used to display that in my apartment. Every apartment I lived in, everywhere I went, that was on prominent display, and it ended up turning into a run-in joke where anyone knew who came into the apartment, I would ask them if they wanted to go in my room and see my 10-inch thing. <laughs> 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 they were very disappointed) <laughs> <You know.
0: laughs> Oh man, that that's, is great. that's a great line right <laughs> yeah, there. It is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I regret losing that one. I don't know where it would to it, but I was like, ah, that was a great figure.
0: Oh my, do- uh, oh my God, dude, that's a great conversation piece right yeah, there too, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> Good.
1: Uh, and I also always had, uh, like, I had toy biz figures, and I had other ones that were weren't the greatest at the time. But uh, I, I had a best friend. Uh, uh, my best friend Paul. Anytime he'd come to visit, if I went to the bathroom or I went in another room, I'd come back. All those figures would be in sexual positions, like every one of them <laughs> lined up on the walls. That became like a tradition.
0: Oh, when visited. Right. That's dude, great. I've got um, I got a cousin. He's on the podcast every now and then. He's uh, he's flow. The we call him the Chrome Hater. And, okay. uh, dude, he does the same shit. Like, I'll disappear for a moment. I come back, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with my figurines, dude? And he's just like, what? I'm playing with them. Yeah, I know that.
1: <laughs> Nowadays, I'd be a little more uh, little more guarded of them. You yeah. I'm like, that's like a $200 figure you're yeah, exactly. backwards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's too funny. Uh, let me ask you, do you prefer outdoor photos as opposed to indoors or you know do you do you have a favorite between the two
1: my outdoor photography isn't super good <laughs> i've tried it many times i did what got me back into actually doing uh collecting toys for photography was taking uh pennywise or freddie or jason from the NECA line. i take him out to like this old mill you know and take photos which i thought came out pretty good which really catapulted me back into it. Um, But I prefer most of the time shooting indoors. I like coming up with displays and uh, searching for items that I can use uh, to accentuate like the, um, the scene. I do though, love outdoor photography with the mythic legions line. Okay. For some reason they just fit so well, just taking like one of the ogres or the skeletons or the knights or wherever you want to use and just put them out in like a field or on a rock <laughs> or something, they seem to like, just it's like their natural habitat for photography.
2: So, so you being a uh, back East, what, what kind of surroundings do you have as far as a natural environment? Do you have like a lot of, like you mentioned, do you have like a lot of older buildings around you or is it a lot of open land as far as foresty area? Like here, you know, being out here in New Mexico, we have more desert. Yeah. We do have some mountains and stuff, but, you know, we don't have access to the beach or we don't get a whole lot yeah. of snow. So what, what what kind of stuff do you get to uh, shoot? Well, we
1: get, we get basically everything except the one thing you guys have. We don't have, like, a desert area. But uh, if you need a forest shot, we got it. If you need a snowy hill, a snowy mountain ledge, if you need a river, a lake, an ocean, <laughs> like, anything you can think of, we can go out and shoot That's around cool. here. Okay. Um, I go to one place. It's, a, it's an old abandoned um, – uh, login mill and they have all the buildings are still open. You can go explore, look at it, which is kind of dangerous because there's giant saws <laughs> laying around and shit. But, uh, it's perfect for like, I just need like something that looks like Jason Voorhees would be walking right. around in there or something, you know, that's awesome. So we have a lot of access to that. Unfortunately, the one downside too is, uh, uh, once winter hits, it hits <laughs> and it's right. kind of like time to put everything on pause for outdoor photography for a while. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But Dude, they, these uh, these sawmills and everything that you're talking about, why have I not seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from you?
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I, I got the NECA one. Okay. So I'm going to be taking him out as soon as I can get through, as soon as the snow thaws. And then uh, I pre-ordered the uh, Mezco Leatherface that was revealed a couple months ago, a few months ago. Nice. And I'm like super anxiously. See, I, I'm also the type that, yes, I have the NECA one, but when I see, like, the Mezco one, I know I can articulate it a lot better. I know it's going to come with cool shit. I'm just, like, I'm going to put it on hold until I get my hands on that.
0: <laughs> Got but, you. Yeah. yeah. So, John, I, I you just jarred my brain, and you reminded me of something. Because when I was looking at your photos, um, how many accessories do you have to bring these things to life, dude? Because your photos, like none of them look the same. A lot of them are Mm. different and they've got all kinds of different accessories put in there.
1: Well, I have actually, I got drawers and drawers and drawers of uh, accessories I found. Um, I get asked that question a lot. Like, where do you find these? How do you, you know, get them? I, I always tell people antique shops, thrift stores, you know what I mean? Hit those places, hit places. You wouldn't think you would find anything like toy related. Cause if you can find like places that have like old dollhouse stuff, like 112-scale dollhouse items. I mean, they look realistic. I mean, they're good quality. They photograph incredibly well. And at our local bazaar, um, unfortunately, it got shut down due to the pandemic. But there was a lady there. She was uh, Sharon, and uh, she was probably about 80 years old, 80, 90 years old. And she had custom-made dollhouse accessories her entire life. And she had a display there and a booth, and she had everything set up. And uh, no one was really going to the booth because everyone's like, oh, dollhouse stuff, that's old fashioned, that's whatever. And when I stumbled across it, I was in heaven. I was just like, oh my God, like an old looking sewing machine, old looking cool. like cash register, yeah. an old looking this, you know? And so I was buying off of her stuff like constantly. And she was super excited. She started following the Instagram page because she was like, <laughs> like she was what like, you do all this stuff. <laughs> I know. She was, <laughs> well, she never thought her stuff would be useful again. You know, she felt like it was a dying art and that this was just leftover stuff. And then she was just going to get rid of it and that was going to be it. And then I showed her more toy photographers and stuff and what they do. And she got like super excited because she was like, I never thought I'd be like doing something for like (laughs) Spider-Man, you know, or helping out, you know, Popeye or something. Uh, So, yeah, I always I always tell people like yesterday I did a photo with Popeye um, painting or finishing Painting up like a wooden ship he had supposedly created or carved. And that I was at an antique store yesterday and I saw a little wooden boat for five bucks. And I said, oh, I'll grab that. It'll work perfect. If I could just stick Popeye, anything nautical themed with Popeye, you know, that'll most likely work. And, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I, looking at that picture,
2: it's incredible how much stuff you have just in that one picture. I mean, the, yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, oh. I mean, I, I, I get happy when I find, like, a cell phone or a, yeah. or, or <laughs> a <little> beer <laughs> bottle or whatever, you know? And it's like, exactly. wow. It's like the amount of stuff that you just haven't – I mean, uh, even though you can't see it because it's blurred in the background, you, it yeah. just looks like a natural environment as far as, like, just stuff yeah. on, a, on a shelf. Yeah, that's great. I,
1: I try to do that with uh, – like, I kind of do two kinds of photos. If I want to focus on the character or if it's, like, a gaff or a joke – I don't focus much on like lighting <laughs> or anything <laughs> or accessories around, you know, cause I just want to like pull off the joke. But if I want to do something that I feel is more like, I just want to work on like the lighting. and I want it to look realistic. And I want, you know, the items that are in it to look accurate to what would look like a workshop or something like that. Uh, then I'll spend more time in, in those areas. Uh, craft stores are also another one. Uh, if you've got like a Michaels or a AC Moore or a Hobby Lobby around you, uh, go to like, um, like what would be like the fairy garden section, <laughs> but you'll, you'll find things that fit perfectly in scale. Uh, also like the pendant section, the section where people make uh supply, they get supplies for like necklaces and pendants and stuff. You can often find really, really, really well done detailed in scale items in there for like a fraction of the cost. If you ask like a customizer to make it.
0: Wow. I've never thought of that. Yeah,
1: that's a great tip. Uh,
0: so how long they, does, does
2: it usually take you to, to set up some of these shots because you're bringing so much into them?
1: It's, it depends. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll have an idea, set it up and it's fairly easy. Most of the shots, if it's in my mind, I already know, just put some items here. Naturally, it'll just look like it should be here. It's most of the time. It's if something's just doesn't want to like place, right. <laughs> you know, or if I'm using blue tack, you know, to try to keep something going. And then by the time you get the camera set up and your lights are going and then, the blue tack will fall off. <laughs> then you're like, <laughs> all right, square one, you know, when you put everything, I found an interest, interesting phenomenon and I'm sure other toy photographers have experienced it. And uh, you've probably experienced it. If one thing falls down, it causes a chain reaction. Yes, everything yeah. falls down. Yeah. Everything. And as soon as you move your arm to try to catch something, yep. you hit something else. The figure <laughs> falls over, the chair falls over, everything falls. And then that's where most of my time is, is uh, invested in is, as soon as it's set up, I just grab my lights right away. I'm like, okay, just get this shot before everything just falls apart.
2: <laughs> so, so do you uh, shoot with a camera, a phone? What, what's your preferred?
1: Weapon? I use the. Uh, I started with a, a Sony mirrorless A6000. Uh, I picked it up because it was fairly cheap. Uh, it did really well. Uh, the more I got into photography, the more I saw how limited it was. I've since upgraded to the Sony a6400 mirrorless camera, which is still fairly cheap, but it gives me everything like touch screen, uh, touch screen focus. It allows me to like lock in certain areas. It it allows me to take the same quality photos, but in a much easier way. And it's much more, it's less frustrating than dealing with a a regular camera. Cool.
0: Have you, have you guys noticed, like, I know for me, so, the photos that that we're you know that we're taking pictures of and everything, and then like you know when you look at John's photos, how he you know how you said it's blurred out in the back, it looks like eight K video to me. Did you notice that they were doing that with the Super Bowl and then WWE? I don't you know if you guys watch WWE, but WWE is starting to shoot like that. So every, yeah, they're using the these fo- new cameras now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, I
1: think I think what happened was people started to. Uh, uh, rediscover, you know, uh, wide open apertures. Um, in photography, like portrait photography, when you want to get like the focus on a person's face, you kind of blur out the background. So you would lower your aperture to like a 1.4 or 1.8 or 2.8. And it creates a really cool effect because it isolates the subject. It's like it pulls them out from the background. And I think a lot of, I'd say the last 20, 30 years, especially with like filmmaking, I've noticed Uh, they kind of like abandon that tactic or that method. And you would just see like everything in focus, you know, like all the time, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's
2: HD. We have to use everything (laughs) in HD. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Everything. I I put that in the background. I want it cleared and focus. you know, not understanding, you know, like the aesthetic of if you blur it out, it looks natural to the human eye. Exactly. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a man. So it sounds like you've got a lot of history with photography.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I had, uh, it started with, I always liked photography. I'd, I remember in high school, I used to go in the dark room all the time and like actually develop photos the old fashioned way.
2: Oh, okay. yeah, I was going to say for those, and, these young uh, listeners, a dark room is, you know, yeah, before digital no cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> us, um, us
2: old folks know what you're talking about. Yeah. We know what it is. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so I, I never really invested in a camera though until about four or five years ago. But, uh, It started with, I used to work with a lot of people um, doing like podcasts. I used to do film work. We had a comedy troupe on YouTube for years and that was like my creative outlet. And one by one though, they all moved away, got jobs over in Hollywood or, you know, other things. And I was kind of like left in Bangor, Maine, like by myself. And I decided, I'm like, okay, if I want to do something creative or I want a creative outlet, I got to do something that is 100% me and dependent on me. So it begins with me, the middle parts me ends with me. And photography was the one thing that like suddenly popped in my head. I'm like, Oh my God, I can do my own artistic photos. I can do my own editing. I can do all this. It's I'm hundred percent. It's me. And I started doing that. I loved it. I did uh, street photography and I do nature photography and, um, uh, some people photography. And, uh, it never really went anywhere. <laughs> like it's uh, it was good. People liked it. They complimented it a lot, but on my original Instagram page, I never got more than 300 followers. I just could not get people to, to invest in it, which was fine. You know, I enjoyed doing it. And it was again, going back to what I said about one day, I grabbed the uh, NECA Pennywise, the Tim Curry version, and just went out on my nature hike to take nature photography and decided, what if I put Pennywise down by this tree? Or what if I put them in the water? Or what if I do this? And that, like, blew up (laughs) immediately. As soon as I started posting photos of action figures out there, everyone was like, this is so cool. This is awesome. You know, this looks great. So I took everything I learned, like, as far as techniques and skills for regular photography, and I just started applying it to toy photography. Right. That's awesome.
0: That is Um, awesome, man.
2: Just curious. So is is the photography... Tied into your nine to five, or what you do as a, you know, for a job is this totally separate, like a totally different world?
1: It's a totally different world. Okay. I am a, I, uh, I manage a grocery store. Oh, hey, I'm a grocery store. Yeah, there we go. This, this pandemic's been great. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I, I, I'm a sales rep for Nabisco, so we've been nonstop. <laughs> Yeah. yes
1: exactly yeah. and i have a second job where some nights i'll clean the clean the floors of the store um uh, after hours so like my monday through friday is just work 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 right like there's there's no break you know i've I tried to sneak in like a wednesday night photo <laughs> you know if i have time right. to do it but most of my time it's completely separate it's it's only weekends so on my weekends i just do hunts i do setups i do photos i do edits and uh Go back to work Monday morning and just brainstorm from Monday through Friday on what to set up for the weekend. Yeah, sounds like um,
2: you're a lot like me, where it's it's almost therapeutic, right? I mean, you deal with yes. you deal with people and customer service all week. So when it comes to the weekend, it's like you know downtime, you time to be creative and, and yes. just almost almost like leave reality to go to this different world where we get to create. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. And you're probably like me, like by the time like Sunday night comes around, you're like, I'm going to lose, like you feel like yourself on the weekend. You feel hundred percent right. like this yeah. is who I am. This is me as a person.
2: Exactly. This is
1: my artistic side. This is what I love. And then come Monday, you're like, Oh God, back into the dredge, <laughs> you know, kind of thing, <laughs> exactly. you know? And then I just live for like Friday night, Friday night. I'm back to who I am, you
0: know? Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I would
1: love to do it for money. That would be great. I mean, I know there's some guys that do it obviously for commissions from big companies and stuff, but uh, I think my stuff is just a little more, on the eclectic side, I don't think that's something that you know, people don't want that for like promo photos and stuff. I don't think
2: I don't know. I, I mean honestly yeah. I, it it's weird because I the quality of your photos are there, you know what I mean? And yeah. and they're very um what's the word? It, it, they draw your attention. Oh yeah. You know, and you almost just yeah. want to dig through the photo like looking for the nuances of it. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I mean I could see a company, you know, definitely attaching you know to to you yeah. it's just I, it's just one of those things i think companies is like well if, if you're shooting for hasbro everything in the photo has to be Hasbro. Yeah. you know what it has i mean to be, yes. yeah exactly so i think that's that's the tough part where yep. you're so creative with what you're using that that yep. might be the tough part of yep. getting them yep. to be like oh yeah let's just let you be do be you and do do you and be do creative? Your theory, yeah. yeah,
1: it it would be cool if like more companies did like let's do like an artist artist interpretation of like the figures. You know what I mean? Like really expand the whole art world around it. Yeah, I would agree. be really cool. Yeah, because I mean, I mean there's, there's great there's great photographers like Cad Toys is a great one, like Sergeant Bananas, everyone knows, right? You know, and they're routinely hired for big companies. Um yeah, we also the guy, though, the,
2: uh, Mitchell Wu, the guy yeah. who was on that Marvel yes. Legends on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, incredible yeah. photography. But you can yep. you can see to where they're almost limited because they have to keep it within yes. the corporate guidelines. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: And their production is is amazing. The, what they're able to do, like they got like studios and stuff, you know. What I mean they got like right. If they need to put, like, fire in the background, they could light a fire in their studio or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't do that in my apartment. I'm, I'm kind of, like, the poor man's, like, how do I do this? How do I get away with getting a shot, a good shot, with not, you know, having the production value of Right, with not having the guys. fire
0: department called. <laughs>
1: exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. I have people, like, ask me, oh, your lighting's great. Where do you get those lights? I'm like, Walmart, seven bucks. So yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> <you
0: know? laughs> like, Dude, John, so one of the... You know, one of the behind-the-scenes videos that you put out there, you have no fucking idea how blown away I was when I saw the lighting that you were using.
1: Oh, yeah? Was Dude. it just because there's a lot of them?
0: Well, you know, the lamps and everything that you're using, I was just yeah. sitting there, and I'm just like, fuck, you know? I. So, I just got introduced to this, you know what I mean? I've been doing it for probably maybe about eight months. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've learned a lot from Sal. Sal's the one that introduced me to this world. And, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, ah, you know, you get that rush and you just want to buy everything. You want to go out and you want to, you know, make everything happen. But when I did all that, what I learned was keep it simple. Yes. You don't have to go on to these other places and find, you know, all these professional lighting and, you know, all this shit. Cause that's what I was jumping into. Yeah. And, then when like Sal would come down, he's like, "Bro, either use natural lighting or just put this light right here, and then everything's legit from there." And yeah, I'm like, "Jesus, man!" Like, <laughs> you know, <it's> like <laughs> but but that's <laughs> the,
2: that's the beauty of of you know toy photography is that y- it's it's not like you have to invest a huge amount of money. You know, if you've got a figure and creativity and even just a phone, it's like go out, take some pictures, have fun, right? You know, and
1: that's exactly the point. The, yeah, uh, like Enjoy the lighting yourself. thing. Yeah, like I had a little bit more experience in lighting with photography because I understood like you have your key light, your fill light. You know what I mean? You have extra light um, around it. I use uh, my final light. I use on any shot I do is just a handheld LED panel. Mm. So I got like my um, my shutter release remote. So I focus the shot, and then I take that LED panel. I just move it around. While I'm taking shots, you know what I mean, like over the figure, behind the figure, in front of the figure, things like that. And then I'll go and I'll look at like my dozen or a couple dozen shots and just see where did I hit the light perfect. You know what I mean? It's not super complicated. My the most expensive light I own is a a Loom Cube 2.0, and that really doesn't do a lot for me. Like the Walmart work lights that are fifteen (laughs) dollars, you know what I mean? Do do much more for me. And I I don't do a lot of like you know. I don't use a lot of gels and stuff like that i don't you know diffuse the light or anything like that i just try to like make light land naturally on a scene as if you're looking at it in like full scale yeah you know?
2: right exactly and and like yeah <clears throat> one of the other guys when the other funkaholics jesus he's new to toy photography we just introduced to him in the last few months and he's really grown and blown up and what he's been able to do is he you know like exactly what we're talking about he takes what's available to him and he learned yep. how to use it to his advantage like we were talking about you know as great of a product as a that atmospheric spray is yeah he went and got yep. a, you know he went and got his vape a vape, and, and a vape pen and he was like hey i'm just gonna use my vape pen for the smoke effect it's like sweet. oh i do that yeah it's like I, I
1: vape all the time that that was my my first the first time i angled light through like a like one of the extreme sets like windows and was able to hit the vape on it, <laughs> just an angle that I was like, oh man, it looks like dust particles. Right. Like floating through. A wind. I mean, I was so excited and that's not expensive stuff to do. I mean, that's easy stuff. You right. just got to right. practice with it a lot. You
2: know? yeah, yeah. That's definitely something you got to practice. I mean, like w- with everything, right. Just like you were saying how you take a dozen shots and moving around the light and then eventually you're like, yeah. Oh, right here. This is where it needs to be. This is what yeah. I'm trying to catch. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, a lot of your photos, I mean, because I'm Instagram stalking you over here. And, um, you know, a lot of, yeah, a lot of your lighting just, you know, looks very natural. And it, it I mean, the, the photos you come out with, dude, are just beautiful. And then you take a lot of photos from 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 when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And like, I'm seeing yes, all these things. All the- yeah. Like when you did um, little, little Shop of Horrors, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, okay. you know, <laughs> I'm like, Audrey, you know, and I, it's just yep. taking me back. And then I'm a huge fan of the Popeye. And you know when I first saw all those photos that you came out with, Jesus mercy. <laughs> um, sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's fine. And uh, you know it's uh, it's it's super cool to me. It's very very, like I said, you know it's uh, you know it, it brings me back to when I was a kid and I was a huge Popeye fan growing up. I used to watch it all the time. The one with Robin yeah. Williams. And yes. you know when I see you bringing these photos to life, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, this yeah. is it.
2: Well, and, and I think that's such a big part of toy photography is, I think if you were to ask the average age of a toy photographer, it's got to be mid-30s and up. You yes, know what I mean? for sure. Because it's, well, for one, we've got the expendable income more so than someone younger to be able to buy yep. these figs, right? Right. And nostalgia plays such a big part in toy photography, I feel.
1: Yeah. Well, I started with uh, 2021 with the idea of, I'm going to focus a lot more on nostalgia and it was mostly a lot of the photos that hit more were, were that age group. Anyone in, anyone between like 30, 45, you know, that were really, really connected with um, like the Popeye photos and the Audrey two and things like that. Um, right now I actually have a setup for an Audrey two shot uh, after the podcast I'm going to do. Nice. But that was a case of I was brainstorming, okay, I want more nostalgia photos and I thought of Little Shop of Horrors, and I was like, does anyone make an Audrey 2? Like, is there anyone that's yeah. made that? I, and I started searching and searching. There was one put out by a toy company years ago. But, of course, it's at like, ridiculous eBay prices, $300, $400. Damn. So I was like, holy crap. mean, It didn't look that great, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I, like, I want something that looks like Audrey 2. I want it to look like it. Yeah. So uh, I went on Etsy for the heck of it, and I was just like, ah, I'll search Audrey 2. And there was, I found an artist, a guy, uh, his Etsy page is, um, the creature closet and he does custom made Audrey two replicas that look authentic. And he's got like a giant one you can get. He's got a, like the baby one in the Maxwell house can, and he's got like the medium size one. And that was like perfect 112 scale, you know? And that, that was one custom figure that I kind of like, I, I, I splurged a little bit <laughs> on okay. that one. I spent, uh, God, I'll, I'll say it. it's about 200 bucks. You can get it for 200 bucks.
0: Okay. Yeah. Dude, I love that. The attention to detail, like, you know, the mm-hmm. Maxwell can and then the regular plant can, you know, the, the the planter's pot. So,
1: yeah, you get the, yeah, he lets you choose the pot or the Maxwell house can.
0: That's very cool. I, I yeah, love I think, that. Man,
2: whoever this guy is does beautiful work. I'm looking at the picture right now. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Man, that thing's got great
1: detail on it. It yeah. literally the, looks the like paint it's...
2: apps and everything. Yeah. Oh, what?
1: yeah. And, and to me, it was like, okay, I'm spending a couple hundred bucks on it a little more than i'd like to but i'm also gonna have it on my shelf for the rest of my life and it's awesome and it's helped support a local well not local but an independent artist you
2: know yeah and, and i mean not that it's one of a kind but you know it's not mass yeah. produced either you know what i mean it's exactly not, it's not like going yep. you're not going to go to your down your local walmart and
1: see a stack of them
0: see a whole yeah. mess of them uh,
1: exactly because yeah. i i'm always thinking like what can i do that's either nostalgic or interesting that nobody in the toy community has done yet You know what I mean? I want to do something that nobody's tackled yet or tried before. Like I did uh, where the wild things are a few weeks back and people really responded to it because they were like, Oh, it's like my childhood came back. You know, I remember reading the books with my parents, you know, and things like that. Those are the type of, uh, I guess, responses I like to get through my photography.
0: Oh, dude, your Inspector Gadget—you hooked me on that. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, there's, yeah. like I said, you know, I scroll. I know one for Sal is the King Kong photos. Yeah,
2: we were looking at those. Those are great yeah. shots.
0: It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's like, uh, you're pulling so much of my childhood, and yeah. you know, putting it right there in front of me. So
1: yeah, just and keep- it's my childhood too, because I grew up, like I said, I grew up loving these properties and I love these characters and all and the figures growing up when I was younger and it never left me. And I felt like this is a good way to like not only just put it back out there for everyone else that's around my age or who appreciated it, but I get it for me too. Like, there's an immense satisfaction to be like, I grew up like, oh, I wish I could be in a movie like this, or mm-hmm. I wish I could make a movie like that. You know what I mean? And now right. I can do my own little part artistically with these figures. You know?
2: Yeah, because I mean, when, when we were kids, isn't that that's what you did? You played with your toys and mm-hmm. you created your own storylines, right? Yep. And now exactly. here we are as adults, and we're actually putting it on on you know a photo of it almost like creating that story that we always had yeah, exactly right in our head from 20 30 40 years ago and it's like yep. oh yeah i always wanted wolverine to fight a certain guy or you know <laughs> yes. whatever yeah i mean that like i said nostalgia i think in general it's so big in 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 everything right oh yeah in, in yeah. movies and commercials and and yep. and so like when as us as toy photographers it. it it's an escape, right? And what, yeah. what better escape than to get back to your childhood and, and like you said, recreate those stories we had as kids. And yeah, man. Exactly.
1: It's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. And I've been following you for a while, too, Sal. I mean, you got oh, great thanks, photos. Got oh, I appreciate awesome it. Stuff too.
2: Appreciate it. I was
1: scrolling through it the other day when I was listening to you guys uh, on a podcast you did a while back, a little while back.
2: Thanks, man. I appreciate the support. Uh, same, like, mm-hmm. like I'm just like you. I'm, I'm 46, so we're about the same age. Yeah. I grew up with the same stuff, and it's... It, and obviously, we have basically the same type of job, and and yeah, it, it's one of those things to where you, you just get away, create your own little world. You've got these great figures and collectibles, and it's like you might as well do something
1: with them. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah.
2: wh- wh- why have them in a box, tacked to your wall?
1: <laughs> you know, oh, I, mean? I never understood that. <laughs> I never understood that. Like, I mean, I get it if that's what people want to do. You know, when it's more valuable down the line or something, but. For me, it's like I—they I, gotta breathe. You gotta take them out. You gotta pose them. You gotta do, and I, I break them, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. And I don't they're care, toys, man. You, you know, know come on. that's what happens.
2: <laughs> because you get sticky attack or glue, and you're like, good. Yeah. Because, <laughs> no. like you said earlier, they're pieces of art. Someone yes. worked to sculpt every single little detail on these figures. Yep. You don't even get to appreciate half of them when they're sitting in in a box. Yeah, like there may be some sick detail on the backpack that this guy has
1: on on his body and you'll never see it <laughs> never yeah. see it or the accessories they come with and right. stuff i'm like look at the detail on this little backpack or something you know i mean it's...
2: yeah i mean to me that's if you really enjoy collecting and and want to appreciate your figures you got to take them out and and even if you don't take pictures of them at least look at them put them in your hands play oh yeah with, you know
1: yeah Absolutely. For a long, for a while, I was really into. Uh, this is back in like 2013, 14. Like Diamond Select was like hitting it out of the park with like their Marvel sculpts.
2: Yeah.
1: And I used to just I display them and then I'd re-display them and I'd reposition them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was just like look how good these look. You know what I mean? And I couldn't imagine keeping them in that you know robot looking pose in the box. You know? Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah it, it's. It, I think we just keep going back to it. It's like they're pieces of art yeah you know? they're made to be yeah. appreciated
0: oh dude i used to be one of those ones where i mean like when i first started out i mean obviously when i was a kid when i was collecting i had to take them out and play with them yeah. you know sometimes i wish i was that one guy that was like you know i'm gonna buy two of them two of the same things so i can keep <laughs> one stored yeah. and then i can play <laughs> with the other one but you know we don't do that and then now i mean like like i said after meeting, you know meeting with sal and you know getting into the collector world and you know the fig photography and everything Oh, dude, there's no better feeling than popping open that box. And I, dude, I open it like it's a Christmas yeah. present. I rip the oh, fucker open. <laughs> <It's>, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, my recycle bin is like filled with like some oh, boxes. Yeah. Of them. Oh, yeah. I'm like, here. I'm not keeping the boxes. I'm not doing that. You know? <laughs> the only ones I keep are like, I think the Mezco ones because I like how they store everything in there. But yeah. Yeah, well, and they come with so many accessories. You
2: almost need the box to, to yeah. know what you're looking at. Yeah. I'm just checking out your uh, Doc Brown pictures. I just picked up that figure the other day. Oh, and yeah. the, talk about a great figure. That The Doc Brown, the expressions on his face and the detail. I mean, in general, it's, that Back it, to the Future line is great with NECA, but I think that might be the best figure out of the line. That's the
1: best one, for sure. Uh, NECA's is it's so it's so weird with NECA. They're so... They hit more than miss, I'd say. Yeah. But when you look at like the Marty face and stuff, it's kind of like... It looks soft. You know what I mean? I had to do a little bit extra editing in Lightroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? To get more like... Details out of his face, you know, more texture and stuff. But the Doc Brown one was just, like, immediately out of the box. It's just an amazing. But one of the best head sculpts I've seen this year. Yeah, last I, year. I agree.
2: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. When I got it and I was like, whoa, this this looks really nice. I, I mean, because definitely the best out of the line and maybe one of the better figures they've put out in a while. Yeah.
1: They did just tease the uh, Back to the Future 2 Doc Brown where he's got, like, the yellow jacket and he's got, like, a.
2: I I haven't seen uh, that yet.
1: Like a portfolio with all the different currencies from different years and stuff like that, which oh, looks nice.
2: Cool. We gotta have to pre-order that
0: one. <laughs> oh, definitely. Um, John, let me ask you. So, on a lot of your photos, you know, obviously, you know, we see some extreme sets, backgrounds, but or, or dials, you know. But dude, a lot of your other ones, they look like you, like you built them. Is is that what's going well, on here?
1: Nope. What what it is is. When I was looking for displays or dioramas, and you know, if you're going to get one custom made, like a street corner or something, you're paying a lot. I yeah. mean, and it's, yeah. and it's worth it because those artists are amazing at what they do. I, I wasn't in that, you know, budget range. <laughs> you know, I was <laughs> like, I need something that's more, you know, modular, something that I can move around, something that's easier to work with. And Extreme Sets came around. Well, when I found extreme sets, I was like, that's like perfect for me if I want like an indoor scene or if I want a street scene or anything like that. Uh, When it came though to like when I picked up Mythic Legions and I wanted to do like scenes that looked like they were outside or if it was like a forest or a mountain range or something like that. I got a little more, you know, creative in just finding places where I can find pieces that I can just put together in different arrangements and it's never looks the same, you know what I mean? Cause when you buy it, most dioramas, if you get a custom made one, you're kind of stuck with that scene. Right. So what I did was I looked up, uh, our aquarium pieces. I looked up like people who have like lizard cages pieces that go in there. So like logs, trees, you know, little, you know, what looks like little mountain ranges, <laughs> you know, things like that. And just started just searching like places. I go to Petco, I go to PetSmart, I go on Amazon you know, I'd go anywhere that I, all right, hobby lobbies for like tree pieces, things like that. And then I found once I collected my pieces, then I can make the forest look like, like whatever I wanted to, you know, I could have a tree here. And then the next shot, the tree could be over on this side. Then I can put in something else. I can put bushes here. I can do things like that. So I always like when people ask, you know, how, how to get into it, I'm like, try to be as versatile as you can with your items. You know, you don't have to spend like, you know, like three hundred, four hundred dollars on like a one dio piece that you can only really have one like kind of static shot with. Just, uh, just be more creative. You know, just look around, find things that people aren't looking for.
0: You know, it's funny you said that on the aquarium stuff because I mean, obviously you can hear. I've got a, you know, I've got a dog and
1: she's... oh, it's fine. My cat's about to jump up on this. <laughs> 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 on this computer table
0: <laughs> and uh I, you know i take her down to pet smart or one of these places and dude i mm. shit you not i am staring at all the aquarium stuff and i'm like <laughs> yeah man i could use that in a lot of my you know in a lot of my photos like bringing yeah. things to life
1: well somebody had questioned i had bought like a, a big like ceramic tree like a big tree trunk i use in most of my outdoor shots the thing is super detailed well painted all that stuff i paid like 45 dollars for it and i don't know if it was the Mythic Legions page, but somebody was like, "Oh, that's too expensive." I'm like, and I'm like, if you asked the customizer to make you this scale tree with this quality paint, <laughs> you know, what I mean? you'd be spending hundreds of dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, those aquarium pieces at like Petco and PetSmart, fifty dollars is like the high range for the big
0: pieces. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But
1: I, but I grab like sometimes a little like six seven dollar pieces. You know what I mean? Like I did a photo with like Popeye on the in a bar and he was on the ground. He had like a barrel on his head with a hole cut out. Like Pluto had busted the barrel over his head. Yeah. That was that was like a $4 piece <laughs> at Petco, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? So I always encourage people just look around when you go to stores and places there, just look around at things that would fit. You know? Do you
2: uh, personally do any kind of customization or, or weathering to your pieces?
1: I, I, the most I've done is I created a barrel. Well, I didn't create the barrel. I had one of those little slime barrels. Okay. And uh, so I started mixing some paint with, like, blacks and reds. And then I put, like, uh, someone had recommended putting cinnamon, sprinkle cinnamon in it, and uh, painted it, and it gives it, like, a really textured rust effect. So I made, like, one barrel. But that's, like, the most I've really done. I mean, I don't – I'm trying to get into it a little bit more. I'm just not, you know, convinced that my – my skills are up to par <laughs> to do that stuff,
2: but yeah, well, I, I think weathering kind of like toy photography is one of those things where yeah.
1: you can't go wrong. It's weathered exactly. <laughs> I, I heard you guys talking about that on another yeah. podcast when, and that's one thing. Like, I bought like some crates, some wooden crates off of Amazon, and they look like too bright. You know, mm-hmm. like they're too clean. And I'm just thinking just someone was like, just do like a dry dry wash over it with some black. You know, just do something yeah. to make it look weathered or old. Yeah, and and most of the stuff you
2: buy that's already pre-made, you know, like you said, either the colors are too bright or it just mm-hmm. it looks too new. It doesn't it doesn't look like yeah. it's sitting in, in a dark alley, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. It, you know, you gotta like break off a couple chunks and throw some dirt mm-hmm. on it and
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I had bought a little like uh it was like a broom and mop set. <laughs> like a dollhouse broom and mop set. Mm. And I was just like, this is like bright white. Like it's not. So I literally just went outside of my apartment, stuck it in the dirt and the mud. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And just washed it off a bit. And I'm like, good. Now it looks like a used mop. You know?
0: There it is. Nice, yeah, man. Exactly.
1: So, so I guess yeah. I do do some customizing a little bit.
0: <laughs> so, John, we talk about hunts all the time. And I know I heard you say that earlier. How are the hunts for you when you're shopping for these figurines? Is it. Do you run into the problems that we run into down here where it's limited and everybody else in the world is buying them up? Or, you know, can you walk into your store and it's like, oh, there it is.
1: I think it's the same across the board. Because okay. when I go to my Walmarts around here and you go, it's just empty pegs, empty pegs, mm-hmm. empty pegs. Uh, trying to get like the AEW line figures. <laughs> it, it's just, Oh, my God. Like, I'll go to like Walmart on a Friday night and I'll see pallets worth of like like toys ready to get put out, right? And I'll see Hasbro, Jazzwares on the boxes. Sometimes if the person's around, I'll ask, can I see what's in the box? You know. Most times if I just see it there, I'm like, I'll just leave it. I'll come back tomorrow because it'll all be put up, right? Yeah. So I, I'll go in the next day and it's all empty pegs again. <laughs> like, <laughs> how long were these figures on these pegs? Right. <laughs> you know? They, they don't last. They don't last. No. I did luck out last week. I went into a Walmart. And they must have just put it out, but there was I got Hangman Page and I, I got love John that photo. Moxley.
0: I love that photo you did of Adam Page. Oh, <laughs> it's oh like the cowboy god. stripper. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah. I, I yeah I managed to score those and uh, and I it drove me man because I left behind uh, Dustin Rhodes and I left behind MJF Ooh. and I was like oh god I can't get all of them <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean right now so yeah. I grabbed the two I wanted but
2: that is one advantage uh, I have working uh, a- my job is that I start my days at Walmart almost every day, so I, I'm actually go. I'm actually in the store before the store opens, and I, the first thing I do is yeah. I walk the
1: toy aisle. I was like, "Hey, did they restock it overnight?" <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, because I only get out of work either it's either 6 p.m. or 10 p.m. and I'll, I'll stop at a Walmart or a Target or somewhere, and it, it, it seems like everything's always picked over by the time I get there.
2: Yeah, because they either stock overnight or they might have a day stocker do it. You know, yeah, like middle mm-hmm. of the day. And, and that's just it, as most people know, when things are getting stocked. Like, we know here locally, yeah. they stock their toy uh, toy section at Target every Tuesday. Oh, dude. Yeah. You, you're, like, every, everybody already knows. So, it's like, hey, you better hit your Target by Tuesday at, like, one in the afternoon or <laughs> yes. it's gone. Exactly. It's funny because
0: <laughs> yeah. when I'm, like, watching and I know they're bringing out their stock, there's other people. And you were yeah. just circling the area like freaking <laughs> like vultures. Yeah, yeah, like vultures, you know, waiting for them to pop yeah. open that box. But, you know, sometimes you will get a cool employee and they'll be like, yeah, man, you want to check out and see what's in here? We'll go ahead and pop it open. But then some of the other yeah. ones are like, You're, you can't look yeah. until I'm done. Yeah, like, <laughs> <Exactly>. my bad. <laughs> so, so I lucked
1: out at uh, Walmart one night. I was just looking for uh, cable, the uh mm-hmm. the Deadpool movie version yeah. cable. And uh there was a like, woman just putting up toys (laughs) and i said i feel really bad about this man but can you open that box so i can see what's in it (laughs) you know she opened it up as a whole box of cable and i'm like i'll I'll buy one for for, i said for your trouble i'm definitely buying one and i bought one
0: it's funny how we approach these employees apologetic you know what i mean like we're (laughs) like
1: i'm sorry to bother you yeah (laughs) and they don't
2: care they're just like i gotta put this crap up anyway right yeah exactly yeah. Um, so speaking of AEW figures, what, what do you think of them? Uh, J- Jazz Wars doing a pretty good job as far as the quality, the production. What, what's your I take think, on them?
1: I think they're doing a really good job. I think, um, like with Hangman Page, I haven't done a lot of photos with them yet, so I haven't gotten to posing them, but I noticed I really like how how uh, great the boots are and stuff on them. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're sturdy, they stand up, <laughs> you know what I mean, they're, right? Right, you know. And this actually, I'm glad you asked that, because this gets back to where I was going to put you guys in the hot seat.
0: Uh oh. <laughs> so I'm,
1: I'm kind of bumming this weekend because I had two items that were supposed to come in the mail that have been delayed due to the weather. And uh, one of them is the Orange Cassidy AEW figure. Uh, <laughs> and I
2: <know> <laughs> Do you really got to bring him up? I'm
1: bringing him up. <laughs>
0: yes. Okay,
2: I'm gonna not admit. my guy, not my guy.
1: <laughs> okay, but I got a really clever photo planned with him. Okay, his, his little hands in the pocket and then doing the kick. Uh-huh. It's trying to sound
2: nuts. Oh my god, <laughs> you should see me right now. I'm losing it. Oh. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm, but here's thing. I, <laughs> I gotta confess something real quick. I gotta confess something real quick. Go ahead. So <laughs> it was Thursday, maybe Wednesday. Wednesday, I was in one of my WalMarts. I had to go uh, service my store, and I walked. I walked to the toy aisle, and there was an orange Cassidy on the on the fucking peg.
0: Oh man. Uh, I bought it. <laughs>
2: you have bought it for me. <laughs> I bought it because,
0: like, you it. No, I, you did. But I'm not
2: gonna open it. <laughs> but, let me let me tell you why I bought it. <laughs> so
0: And so not, I was in the hot seat today. No, going
2: to no, do, no, if I'm how the do
1: like a YouTube video where you destroy it the No, no, no. So no,
2: because I, because <laughs> I, 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 get the uh, pro wrestling tea box every month, right? Okay. So I have the fucking Orange Cassidy T shirt. And I, I figure – and I'm thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pair them up together. You're going to get the, the, the figure and T combo, and I'm going to sell yep. you both so I can get <laughs> – I bought the figure to get rid of the T because I can't stand the teacher being <laughs> – So, like – there's a there was a, mad, you know, a r- little reason behind what I did it. I, I don't want the freaking goddamn Orange Cassidy. I don't know
0: John, he's got a t-shirt and a fig combo, I think. It, yeah, I think might be in the closet.
1: I'm a oh, closet man. fan. <laughs> we do have to admit though. Orange Cassidy, like his older matches there when he was in the independent circus a lot. It was all just like a spoof on wrestling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean it was kinda like funny. I'm like, all right, that's this, you know, if it was out of the real wrestling world, you know, that's kind of something you do on like SNL or some shit.
0: Right. Oh, dude, you just but he has
1: he has proved that he can go. (laughs) Like him and Chris Jericho, that was a super entertaining.
2: Well, see, that's just it. Like the guy I think the guy's got enough talent to do it. I just hate his gimmick. Yeah, okay. okay. Oh, I hate the whole hands in the pocket.
1: I hate the whole. Oh. <laughs> John, I see it. I see it running into the ground really fast. Yeah, uh, I just, he's definitely uh, got talent. He's got talent. But I love
2: MJF. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like that. That's the I love
1: MJF because I hate MJF. Exactly. Yes, because and and because he's so good at a, a heel that I I can't stand him.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it's and yeah. that's 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 the weird thing with me with AEW. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm an old-school wrestling fan, and I didn't watch for, gosh, probably almost 30 years. And with yep. the pandemic, there was no sports. Yep. And so wrestling was the closest thing to sports. Yep. So that, so I started watching wrestling, and I hate the current WWE product. Yes,
0: me
1: too. But and I was a huge WWE fan growing oh, up. Oh yeah, me too. Like I loved it all through the Attitude Era, everything.
0: But yeah, and and I'm, um, I'm still hanging on, man. I won't. No, I, won't let I don't know how you do
1: it, but I, I don't but, know how you hang on because every time there's a wrestler in WWE I think is good and can be pushed, they bury them. It, yeah, <laughs> like exactly. They bury them.
0: You you know you know what it is and what I think it is. Vince McMahon is still pulling all the strings. Yeah, dude. Obviously, is. we know that the new talent he doesn't know what the fuck to do no, with it doesn't. He
1: doesn't. oh he doesn't understand it like
0: exactly he doesn't understand just,
1: it just seeing what they did to like what he did to like Zack Ryder back in the day when he got himself super popular you know was like the internet champion and everything right and and just like in Vince's head was like I didn't come up with it so it's no good
2: right exactly
1: <laughs> yeah. you know. or exactly. uh Mero not well Mero when he was Rusev and he was like the Rusev day thing with all that was like awesome. And yeah. then it was just like, bury it. I didn't come up with it,
2: you know. But it, but even something simple like, because like I said, when I started watching again, I was watching AEW and NXT. And I loved yeah. Keith Lee. NXT I is loved, beautiful, bro. Dude, I loved Keith Lee. Keith Lee went yeah. to the main roster. They fucking buried him. They yeah. fucking buried him. And yeah. I'm like,
1: dude, this guy's so good. And you just killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Like Vince there with the, with the, God, I don't even know how to. It's like this this draconic measures of nobody's allowed to be like creative on their own yeah and he doesn't see that he's killing his franchise because I mean back in like when you let the rock just develop his own personality and Stone Cold, oh. you know like when Stone Cold had that win over Jake the Snake at the King of the Ring way back when and Jake the Snake at the time was doing the whole you know 316 thing, John 316 and for Austin to just stay. You know, Austin three sixteen says I just kicked your ass or just whoop your mm-hmm, ass. I mean that yeah. was like It's totally organic. It, it, yeah. Organic. You had to let it grow organically and they he doesn't let him do it, you know.
0: They they start storylines and then it doesn't end anywhere. It disappears. Yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. right now, I know one of the wrestlers that is keeping my attention and I love him because he reminds me of the old school wrestlers, is Drew McIntyre. Yes. They're allowing him to do what he wants yeah. to do and yep. and i'm loving it and you know there's but you know I, I i agree but the fan in me still wants to watch and see what's going on but <laughs> i mean i, I, I watch I,
1: like the ups and downs of it like twice a week <laughs> so i can <laughs> see what's going on yeah but yeah it, but it's it's funny though because like you're
2: talking about that and then i i watch AEW dude and it's oh my god i just hate how they jump from storyline to storyline without letting me get involved yeah like they yeah. don't let things play out play out yeah and it's yeah. like this dude was fighting this guy now he's fighting a different guy and, and then what, what, yeah. what and it's like man I, w- I just wish aew would slow down slow down a bit, if, because wow. if, if they have the talent there and yes and, and i think tony khan honestly can write a good show he just gets ahead of himself and doesn't let it develop it's weird well
0: yeah. one of the things Probably. that i learned with tony khan bro is he's letting a lot of these wrestlers write their own yeah, thing and freestyle it too
1: yeah He's gotta direct it a little bit. Yeah. You know, or someone's, got to
0: someone's little, gotta like,
1: someone's gotta pump the brakes, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think the person I'm most happy with seeing have a resurgence is Arn Anderson.
2: Yeah. I mean yep.
1: I he was one of my back back the in the day when, Yes, he was one of my favorite wrestlers is Spinebuster. And everyone's like, Why do you like that guy? He doesn't he doesn't have a character, he's just got a regular name. I'm like, Yeah, but look at him in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's it's awesome. Yeah. So to see him be like I think AEW is doing good with taking the older guys and making them like mentors to bring up the new guys. Yep. Where as Vince tends to like bring back an old guy and just beat up the new talent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, do we really need buried. to see Oldberg again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know when it was like Goldberg, the like Drew McIntyre, I'm like, don't make him lose. <laughs> like, oh dude, trust lose.
0: me. I was stressed when I was watching that one. <laughs> I yeah. was stressed. I was like, if Goldberg beats my boy yeah. and <laughs> Goldberg, and I loved Goldberg when he first got introduced to WCW. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah exactly. and now, you know what I mean? Like I said, I got two of my favorite wrestlers going up against each other, but I'm like, oh yeah. man, I'm like, dude, Claymore his ass and let's get this over yeah. with.
1: Well, I mean, I'm like super into like, even when, um, Hager had fought uh, MGF's uh, bodyguard, what's his name? I Wardlow. Can't his name. Wardlow. Yeah. Wardlow. I was kind of like, don't let Wardlow win. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let Hager win just to be like, I'm the older guy. Maybe I can give you a little bit of, you know, like advice and experience and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, because so, I'm super typical uh, on that stuff, you know, like, so yeah, when I when I saw like Goldberg and McIntyre, I was like, if WWE does this, they're gonna screw themselves <laughs> like worse than they've ever screwed yeah, themselves. Like totally, not,
0: big time. You know? And right. and I mean, if in my head, you know, when we you know what I call locker room talk, and I say, you know, we, you know we you know when we get together and we start talking shit, you know, and we say like, you know, man, dude, if Ultimate Warrior would have gone against Drew McIntyre today, or they, yeah. they did that, but to put it live in front of us, it just didn't play out. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I would yeah. love to see Goldberg and Drew McIntyre, but I would love to see, you know, WCW, yeah. Yeah, exactly. you know, Goldberg, you know, when he was fucking massive and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not broken down Goldberg going against fresh new Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Wearing board shorts. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, and, and like for me, like I said, since I'm, I just newly got back into – watching wrestling, what what sometimes irks me with AEW is that they assume everybody is hardcore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just a couple weeks ago, uh, when Kenta showed up, I have no fucking clue who Kenta is. And then they're like, Kenta's here, and Kenta's here. And I'm like, (laughs) who the fuck is that? Like, why should I care?
1: Like, Like, I'll be honest. no
2: idea who this dude is.
1: Yeah. I follow... When it was uh, like the Bullet Club and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho had kind of like in in New Japan, I I was following it then, but I haven't followed since AEW came out. But uh, yeah, when he showed up, I was kind of like, "Is that guy like the cruiserweight from WWE?" (laughs) Like, who who is that dude? he he looks like some random dude off NXT, right? He could just be like one of those.
2: Yeah, I was like, and then he missed his big move. I was like, "Bro, (laughs) like you come out, unmask yourself, then you miss the move because you're too small to do it on Moxley." Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like i was like when kenny omega came out and like uh well like uh moxley got beat up and he came out what's the match stipulation like hardcore rules yeah last whatever back- yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. i'm like don't do that you're doing too much of that just have a classic five-star match between the exactly. two exactly you know? yeah i think that's where AEW
2: loses it sometimes is they like Jim Cornette says, they put a hat on a hat, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but that, you know what? I think now we got to bring John back for a different podcast just to talk wrestling. Bro. Oh, dude, absolutely. <laughs> oh God, dude. He,
1: he I was I ever since I was a kid.
2: He lit the fire on today's I know, podcast. Man. We, we man. like totally went in a
1: totally different direction, <laughs> but it's awesome. And I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Orange Cassidy matches, and I'm gonna come oh, back a oh, defense. God. The orange. Cat. I named my new cat after Orange Cat oh, oh God, God. <laughs> dude. Maybe we don't bring John back. <laughs> <laughs> well, my cat was orange, so All I was right. like, I'm gonna name him freshly squeezed Orange oh, Cassidy.
0: God. <laughs> oh, dude, John, you should have seen Sal's face when you first brought that. Dude, I swear, he had a full. Well, I was to
1: you guys the other night, and I'm like, they don't like Orange Cassidy. I'm like, well, I got that figure in the mail, and I'm gonna bring it up. <laughs> I
2: I felt, and it's funny because I don't like Orange Cassidy. I hate the Young Bucks. I'm not a fan of like Omega. Okay.
1: Ugh. I hate the Young Bucks. I agree with you. There we
0: go. <laughs> like, dude, dude,
2: cut your hair. Do something different. Yeah. Like, come on.
1: Yeah, I know. It's the same um, shit. Over
2: yeah. and over.
0: <laughs> they, they remind me of the... Well, the Rockers were obviously better. But oh, they God, yes. they remind yeah. me of that, and I'm, I'm like Hardy waiting boys. for I'm like waiting for the breakup. I'm like, dude, put one through the freaking the window at the barber shop, and yeah. let's just get this over dude, with. They'll
1: never do that to each other. <laughs> they never. <laughs> they'll never their that. money. They know their money together. Yeah, never like Do that. Yeah. They'll never do that.
0: Yeah. Never do that. Woo, man, talking about <laughs> some hot takes. Woo, John just lit the fire. Got going that. over
2: here. Got the blood pumping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's read the li- the level down a little bit here and. Uh, <laughs> john yes walk me through on how extreme sets got in contact with you and told you man like dude we are going to feature you where did it go from there talk to me
1: oh it started with you know like i had ordered some of their sets obviously and i was taking photos that weren't super great (laughs) you know i mean but i was using their sets and it took god i'd say a good 10 or 12 shots before i learned how to like properly light the sets for extreme sets because a yeah, lot of people are shiny. Yeah, yeah,
2: shiny
1: yeah they're shiny and they're shiny and they look flat and there are they are flat because they're cardboard you know what i mean but then when i learned how to light it properly mm-hmm. and get like shaded in and then you can really bring out like what looks like a 3d image on the background is actually flat right <laughs> yeah and when I started posting more and getting a little more recognition on that, that's when they started, like, they would, uh, they'll, they'll share your shots on their Instagram. And sometimes they'll feature you on, like, their weekly newsletters. Right. So I started getting a lot of those featured. And then there was one weekly newsletter where I had four of my shots featured on it out of the 12 people. And it was after that they were, like, they contacted me. They are like, uh, can we do an interview with you? <laughs> and I was, like, yeah, absolutely. Sweet. I was, like, Excited. So do you have yeah. uh,
2: one of their promo codes also, or?
1: I don't have any promo codes.
2: Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of you. You <laughs> sorry, Sorry, throw,
1: throw me a free set, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, yeah. if they're going to interview you. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I'm, I'm happy because it's a really good, like, budget-wise way to get, like, good sets to be able to use, as long as you know how to properly use them and use their lighting techniques. You know?
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've got, jeez, like, five or six of their diodes, I yeah. think, now. Yeah. Same here. Um, yeah. And like you said, like you being where you are with the weather, at some point you you know you're just inside for the next few months. So yes, you know, and it's the same thing here. I mean, although we don't have as harsh as weather, there's just you know, it's just not always possible to go outside. And it's just easier. Hey, set up a couple walls and t- you know, take a quick exactly. shot.
1: Yeah, and that's and, what kind of initially got me into it was winter was coming, and I was like, well, oh, if I want to keep doing these shots, I got to figure out how to do it inside. You know? hmm And they're
2: great for that. And and, and like you said, they're great because you. You set one up. You set up a couple walls. You take the shot. You put them back. Boom. They, yep. yeah. You put them away nice and neat. And and, and yep. they really are great. The the detail that they have in the background and all you do, you know, what I like about them is that they also send you, um, like the pillars or whatever, so you automatically have that depth. Yep. And yep. so you're you're already tricking the eye into seeing something that's not there. And so he he does a great job of of just creating them and, and putting the detail into it to where you really don't need much more than their backgrounds. Yeah. It's always nice to no, have, you know, some pallets or trash cans or yeah. whatever, but you, you almost don't need to.
1: Yeah. I also have love how they're, they're so willing to like help up and coming photographers and artists yeah. by just like, they share like everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like their stuff. Even if it's like, you only see a corner of it in the background,
2: right. <laughs> you know,
1: they share it anyway. You know yeah, what I know. Mean? I
2: know they've helped me. I mean, I've been on their yep. page a few times also and it's like, Every time I get shared on there it's, I always get at least pick up a, a few followers.
0: Right? Yeah it's funny john uh short story <laughs> when Zhao was first introducing this shit to me he's like bro he's all grab that ninja turtle right there and Hell he yeah. brought his dial <laughs> and yeah. he's all he goes you know shoot it so he's watching me you know while i'm doing and 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 then he's like bro like you know try it at this angle well i got this wicked shot and i went and put it out there <laughs> yeah. extreme sense picked it up and put it in the fucking <laughs> newsletter yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, awesome. It was like his first time ever shooting on a, on an Extreme Sets diorama and he gets featured on the newsletter. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that's what's great about them because they're like, you don't have to be like the top recognized people, you know what I mean? You, they're like, if you love our stuff and you use it, then we'll share it. Yeah.
2: And, and what I love too is they, they have such a uh, wide variety. Yeah. So it doesn't matter yeah. what kind of figures you have, they have something that fits whatever you're shooting.
0: Those new lines yeah. that are coming out, I... Oh, man. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. That yeah. I have to... I want to take credit for the castle one coming out. <laughs> oh, did you put that idea in the head? <laughs>
0: yeah. He put that well, in the, the in the interview. Oh, wow. I well, read uh, it.
1: The last question they asked me was, like, what would you like to see? And I had said, well, since I shoot a lot of Mythic Legions, I'd like to see, like, a castle or a dungeon or something that looks medieval. <laughs> you know, awesome. something." Yeah, that's great. I saw the castle like, I'm sure, obviously, it wasn't just me you requested something like that, but I was like, oh, finally a castle, I can yeah. use that, you know? Speaking of Mythic uh, Legions, because
2: it's funny, before we restart recording the podcast, me and uh, Nando were talking about it because uh, Frank, uh, the interview that you did with Frank, uh, Toys for Days, he brought up yeah. Mythic Legions, and I was telling uh, Nando that you know, it's weird because I, I have two Mythic Legion fig- figures, they're still in box because I haven't even like had a chance to take them out. I've had them for a while, but like I pre-ordered one of their things like two years ago, and I still haven't gotten it. Oh yeah,
1: they're like, one of those they're kind of like the Mayfex thing where you, you pre-order it and you know you're not getting it for a year or two. Yeah, but I mean
2: it's weird because like the quality of the figures are incredible, and they're a small company, yes. so you want to support them, yeah. but it's so hard to wait, you know. So I know,
1: and, and I'm, I don't do the whole. I mean, I, I I'll do like when they do like their in-stock sale. I'll get on. Right. That's so how I, I got get, the
2: ones I did get was that way. Grab a couple.
1: But when they do like the um, pre-order for the whole wave or whatever coming, you know what I mean? I kind of don't do that. I just wait for big bad toy store to have them and then I'll get them there. I don't mind paying like 10 or 15 bucks more right. later on. Yeah, Especially when I they don't have like hundreds of dollars to drop at the moment. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's what I was telling Nando. I was like, dude, I, I spent like 150, 160 bucks on that pre-order. <laughs> that was two years ago.
1: Damn. Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. No, it, it's 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 interesting. Like with because we're kind of in a golden age of toy figures, and it's but we also haven't been in such a hard, you know, era of not being able to distribute these figures, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. The pandemic just really threw it off, ruined it. And then when you get like when Toys R Us went under, and then you had like yep. you know Target exclusives, Walmart, and then you're like, I'm never gonna get this figure. <laughs> I'm never gonna find it. I'm gonna have to pay eBay three times the price stuff, yeah. and that's really I, never, I never thought about that because
2: yeah. we have such—we're lucky that there's so many companies out there, right? Yeah, now. yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. you, you were talking uh, earlier about uh, uh, Matt Cardona, right? And you know they—those the guys got their Super Seven figures coming, and Super Seven has yeah. the all the ultimate lines that they have.
0: Super 7's coming out with a lot of cool shit. Yeah. A lot of cool shit. But, I mean, the price on them, sometimes I'm just looking at it, I'm like, I can't do it. But, I mean, it's
2: great. It's a great product. Yeah, it is. Do you want to wait a year to get it? Right. You know? But we have that. We have stuff like Mythic Legions. We have Boss Fight Studios. Boss Fight Studios finally started shipping their uh, Penta and um, Ray Phoenix.
0: Yeah, the Ray Phoenix.
2: You know? um, Yeah. And then, you know, on top of that, you got all the... The, the mainstream guys, right? But even Jazzwares is, is putting out all these different lines and it's not like they're huge. They're not Hasbro or Mattel. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
2: You know what I mean? Then you got NECA who as big as we think NECA is, NECA really isn't
1: that big compared to some no. of these some of the know, other established ones, yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah I think NECA NECA gets a lot of shit that they I don't think they deserve. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've collected NECA for years and I've only ever had like one quality issue with them. <laughs> but right. then people attack them like you're a giant company you shouldn't be having these issues with these fa-. i'm like whoa whoa it's like pump your brakes yeah they're really not yeah. you know, john,
2: john mcfarland's another one that me, yeah always yeah, talk about mcfarland like they're fucking killing it yeah i don't, don't know, know how just, they're doing it when everyone else is having non-stop. distribution problems they just seem to just keep pumping them and pumping them yep. oh, except, yeah oh except for that damn Sp- spawn figure i'm waiting from mcfarland though. <laughs> <laughs> bro i backed that oh, kickstarter that yeah yeah oh my god i'm still waiting for it for some reason, he like, can't get his figure, but
1: he pumps out these DC ones. <laughs> McFarlane, like it's like as soon as he thinks it in his head, it's already in a package ready to go. Yeah, that's, yeah, crazy. that's true. It's crazy.
0: Uh, John, let me ask you, since we were talking about sure. NECA, were you excited about that Frankenstein drop?
1: Yes, I am, because I've been wanting a good Universal Monsters set. Yeah, And I know Diamond Select put some out years ago, but now the prices are astronomical. And then mezco had put out a frankenstein which i slept on forever (laughs) because nobody wanted it and then when the noseratu came out all of a sudden the frankenstein Mm. just went like hotcakes and you can't get a really good price anymore so when i saw the neck of frankenstein and then the tease of the mummy i was like okay this is going to be the line (laughs) that'll be my universal monster line Is, is there uh
2: you know like fantasy booking this is there anybody or any character or line that you'd love
1: for somebody to make I want well as far if if we're still thinking of Universal monsters I want a good Wolfman that would like, be awesome yeah there have been Wolver uh, Werewolf figures in the past and I got a couple and they're just never been really good but a really good classic Wolfman would be awesome, awesome. So some of I the- also want if we're if we're talking all companies yeah for sure and I petitioned like Mezco on a post once I'm like the tick. I want a oh good, that's a t- nice that was, figure. Talk
2: about nostalgia. That right? would yeah. be awesome. Uh,
1: like a comic or animated, accurate take with like the soft goods, you know, with the blue, yeah. You know, it would be amazing. That would be from great. somebody.
0: I was um because I'm coming into this late, and I love um I, I mean I I absolutely love uni- uh, Universal Studios monsters. Yes, I I mean I can watch the old the old, you know, movies of these, you know, where it's just, there's not even any talking. It's just, you know, you're reading off of the screen. And when I remember when Sal introduced me to this, I was just like, man, I want to find me monster figurines that I can pose and then I can take these, you know, these iconic shots with, and, you know, do all these things. When I got out there and I started researching, I was disappointed. I mean, there's, I go to uh, Age of Comics all the time, and they've got the Wolfman and they got the Mummy there. But when I look yeah. at the package, you can't pose them. They're just, yeah, they're, they're just statues. statues.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're basically statues, yeah.
0: I saw Frankenstein at Lobo Comics the other day, and I put him back down because I was like...
2: Yeah. You can't do anything with it. You can't it. do anything with yeah. it. Yeah. Well, aside from, yeah. To me... I mean, you can get, you can get like, a one or two good shots. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, and then you're done. <laughs> but For me, yeah.
2: I, I wish... Uh, if there's a line I wish they would do is if they would redo the Warriors line. Ooh, you know, nice. Those figures are so nice, but so expensive. If NECA could redo them, you know, with the, the updated face scans and everything. Oh, man, I would love to have that.
0: My wish would be going back to Monsters, and I'm a huge fan of the Goonies, but I was a huge fan of the Monster Squad, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes.
0: Wolfman's got balls. That's me all day, man. You know what I mean? So that was one of my, you know, one of my favorite things. But I would love to do photos of, you know, the Dracula that they had, the Wolfman and, you know, all of that. But, you know, hopefully, maybe NECA NECA will pick up on those ones. Fingers crossed,
1: man. Fingers crossed. Well, Neko's picked up quite a bit of, quite, I think they picked up, what, eight horror licenses, and we've seen some of them revealed already. But they have lost the Godzilla one. Right, and a few other ones. So I think it opened them up to pick up some more.
2: So did they lose the predator line? Because those like weird ten dollar predators are showing up at Walmart. Probably. I noticed that. (laughs) I'm
1: not sure on that one, but yeah. uh,
2: I mean, they look decent for a ten dollar fig, but no, they do. But I was like, man, the neck of figures are thirty ish. These are ten. You're obviously going to lose articulation. You're losing some of the detail. I was like, oh, I wonder if NECA lost exactly. the license because that would suck.
0: Yeah.
1: but well, I got to tell you, uh, do you guys mind if I step away for a moment?
0: No, not I'll at all, right man. Back.
1: Yeah, we can take a break. Okay. I'll be right back and then I'll tell you my frustration with the NECA Godzilla. All right. <laughs> I'll be right
0: back. Sure. All right. We're good.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, my, my frustration with the NECA Godzilla. <laughs> you couldn't go anywhere without seeing tons of NECA oh, yeah. Godzilla, right? Every Stacks place, all- Target, Walmart, everywhere. Damn, everywhere. So I was at home. I, I I'm not a big Godzilla fan. I love King Kong. Right. So I have the Mezco Skull Island Kong and I got the NECA King Kong. Mm-hmm. Well then the Godzilla versus Kong trailer dropped. And I was just like, I gotta get a Godzilla. <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> do if I'm gonna do some photos, I gotta do I I need a Godzilla. Yep. So I'm like, don't worry, John. Walmart, Target. Bam! Everywhere has got tons of Godzilla, <laughs> right? I went and I spent the entire day hunting these stores. I could not find one Neca Godzilla. I'm like, what is? They lost the license. They lost the license, and they were all sold out. Yeah. <laughs> and, was I,
2: and I was like, I think I sent uh, Nando that didn't I send you the text? Yeah, you told the, me. I was like, dude, Neca mm-hmm. lost the license. Go buy them before they're gone. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because like you said, they were everywhere, just stacked everywhere. Of And then all of a sudden, like, within a week, cleared out. Cleared out. Yeah, because everyone knew that you better grab it now.
1: I know. I was slow on the uptake, and then I was like, I said, this sucks because I was like, where am I going to get a good Godzilla now? And then, like, the next day, Bandai dropped the pre-order for the Monster Arts Godzilla. (laughs) I was like, okay. Oh, that's right. They did. Yep. Yeah. And their Kong looks pretty good, too. Yeah, their Kong actually
2: does look really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I have uh, one new version Godzilla. Then I have like the old school, like you know, dude in a rubber suit Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, kind of, I, I had
1: that one for a while for sure. Then my uh, my buddy's son loved Godzilla, so I just gifted it to him. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, no, actually,
2: actually, we I mean you were talking about how I picked up the Kong from the GameStop uh, like sale they had
1: for like mm-hmm. eighteen bucks. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I can pay that. <laughs> I, I went on eBay and I'm like $80, $70, 80 bucks though. Oh wow, <laughs> just like Kong! I'm like, come on, we're wow. not Kong Godzilla.
0: I was like, Godzilla, Geez. yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, you know, we see this shit happen all the time. Like me and Sal were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, the whole Cara Dune and Disney dropping her, oh, yeah, and Hasbro's dropping her now too. So it's like,
1: and I came across her so many times. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Bought it. That credit.
2: That like, credit version was warming the target pegs for months. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And now it's going for what, what did I tell you? Like 100 bucks online? 80 to 100 bucks? Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. I saw some guy on Instagram was just like, time to cash out. And he had like three of them in his hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> crazy. Oh, God. I still have the Black Series one. Yeah, that's the world we live
0: mm-hmm. in. I still have the Black Series one. I'm just leaving it sealed now. I was going to take her out of the box and start shooting her, but I started, you know, yeah. all these lines that are coming out. I mean, it's so hard to keep up with them. And, you know, you get one, you open it up, you want to shoot it and, you know, you kind of forget about other things, but. That's...
1: I know I spend more money than I should at times to like, cause I want one shot, you know what I mean? Like I right. got one shot in my head and I'm going to spend like whatever, anywhere from 25 to 80 for a figure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Get, get the one shot and then it goes right back on my shelf. And then I'm like, ah, cause, cause I'm the type, I don't, I mean like hardcore collectors would probably murder me because like my bookshelves and stuff I have in my living room, it looks like a, a dirty auto mechanic shop or something because <laughs> <laughs> none of these figures are like properly displayed. They're not, they're all just like in piles or oh, pieces because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what do I shoot today? I just grab some, go through the pile. You know what I mean? So I don't collect like, I want them on display, you know, all the time. You know what I mean? It's yeah. So sometimes I'm like, do I pay 80 bucks just to get like two photos for this? But I know there'll be good photos. And I always do. (laughs) I always end up dropping it on it. Same. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) So, so one thing that I learned with that is, you know, some of these new ones that are coming out and what I'm doing right now is I'm the same way, you know, I've, I've got that image in my head and I want to shoot that one shot. And then like, I kind of forget about it afterwards. Yeah. If I know that's what it's going to be and I'm not going to pull it out later, you know, later on or, you know, use it later, I'm just putting it back on Macari for maybe like five bucks less and I'm getting some of my money back. So in my head and, you know, when you break it down, I paid, what, 20 bucks and some some tax on a figurine. I'm getting at least 15 bucks back on it.
1: Yeah, I I actually I'm glad you brought that up because that's like my thing. My goal at the beginning of this year was. Like, John, you got like piles and piles of like Marvel Legends figures that you'll never do. <laughs> you'll never do anything with, you know. So start reaping some of that money back, you know, start selling them off, you know, and try yeah. to create like a cycle of every year, get the figures you want. When you're done with them, sell them off, you know, recoup some of that money.
0: Yes. Cause this, cause we, we all know here right now that that puts a pretty dent in that, in that wallet. Yes, it adds up,
2: man. Twenty bucks, thirty bucks at a time adds
1: up real quick. Yep. Oh yeah. Like I just, I mean, it's kind of off subject, but not totally. Like I just ordered a new 4K monitor for photo editing because I've started to notice that I'm using like a 1080P monitor, 24 inch, I've had for like seven years, and it's not transferring accurately for when I go from my 1080P monitor for what I see in a photo to. Putting it on like a, you know, Instagram or Facebook mm-hmm. mobile. Cause then you're looking at it and you're like, oh, it's way more contrasty or the shadows are a lot darker, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get more accurate representation, you know. So I dropped money on that today, ordered a 4K monitor. And at like five o'clock today, Mezco announced the Fantastic Four. Four figures <laughs> and I'm just like, well, I'm gonna have to pre-order that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's gonna be probably four hundred bucks, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something like that. You that's what
0: that's always the way that it happens, man. Oh, it always happens you, like that.
1: Always. It's never you never get, you know, there's never a break of oh, I can save up money for a month. No. <laughs> you know?
2: There's yeah. always something. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. like when they dropped uh, what was it the Mandalorian or the Boba Fett, the Mandalorian Boba. version hot toy and i was like oh yeah fuck now i gotta I get that <laughs> yeah and
1: it's Jesus. not a question of can i live without it it's like no i have to get yeah that, so. exactly
2: it's, and then <laughs>
1: uh, yeah oh man
2: and i talked myself out of the deluxe version because i was like i can't drop almost 500 bucks yeah i was like well now i'm gonna have to pay whatever it was 260 for the version yeah. without his face like, yeah oh, do i really need that <laughs> yeah <fuck>. yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I do that all the time. I, I've I've gotten better with like if I'm in a store and I see a figure that people have been wanting and clamoring for, but I really don't have a need for it. But there's times I would buy it anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. Maybe I'll use for it down the line.
1: It's like I uh, I saw Super Shredder at Walmart the other day, <laughs>
0: and yeah.
1: I'm holding it and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, it looks at, and I'm like, John, put it back. You know, you're not going to do anything with it. <laughs> you're yeah. not going to take a photo um also my target right now is stock full of the uh splinter and baxter stockman two packs
0: mm. okay
1: and the baxter looks awesome and i kind of get like a display coming in that could work with it you know what i mean and i'm just like in my head it's like john put it back <laughs> like, this is the year you gotta learn to streamline yeah everything you're buying that's yeah. same, like i finally bailed on that line
2: because i was like they're like mm-hmm. doing some deep cuts and i'm like i don't even know who yeah. these guys are. Yeah, you know, when was it? Those rock
1: dudes. Yeah, I like, know those rock ones and the triceratops. I was like,
2: I don't even that remember that. these guys. I'm like, yeah. I've got the four. I've got, you know, I've got Shredder. I've got. I did get the Splinter, you know, and I'm like, yeah. okay, I've I've got the core. I'm like, I I yes. I'm done. You yeah. know what I mean? And same with the like mo- with same the, with the yeah. movie line too. Yeah. I finally got to the point. where I'm like. I don't even know who these guys are anymore. I'm like, I know, like when
1: I saw like Tokar and Razar, I'm like, okay, I didn't really even like the second movie, <laughs> yeah, you know. So I'm like, do I want these? And I'm like, no. I got the four turtles, like a Shredder, Splinter, and three Foot Soldiers. I'm like, that's all. you am done. That's yeah. all
0: you need, yeah. man. Just the main. Just yeah. the main. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. At some point, you just got to cut the fat, you know. Yeah. And you're just yeah. like,
0: Ugh. Yeah, yeah, It's it's funny. I was telling Sal that earlier before we started recording today, and I just told him I was like, I was like, bro. I was literally walking around with the WWE legend Tatanka with me around the store. People probably thought I was fucking crazy because I'm talking to myself and I'm like, how many photos am I going to take with this? Yes. Where is he going to go afterwards? Am I going to display him or is he just going to go back in, you know, one of my little crates? And I'm like, yeah, he's going to go back in the little crate. So I'm just going to go ahead and put him out there for somebody else to find him. (laughs) You know?
1: Oh, I was like that when I saw like the uh, Paul Orndorff and stuff mm. like that. For you, I was just like, "Oh God, I want the the robe." <laughs> you know, it was a Mister one. Then I'm like, "What am I going to do with that?" I don't even have a wrestling setup <laughs> to <Yeah>. do photos. <laughs> you know, but
2: yeah, I passed on him. I was like, "No, yeah, it,
0: dude." Yeah, how long are those Bobby Heenan's going to be out there?
1: <laughs> oh <my laughs> right, uh, uh, the rabbit suit yes, one. Yes, it's <laughs> so
0: bad, and they and Target won't mark them down. I don't know why. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they're going to be there man, forever. Man, even when they mark things down, it's not like a huge markdown no. on some things. But yeah, the worst is when it's like markdown. It's like dollar or two. It's like come on, yeah. <laughs> like just well, jump, save this. Just uh, jump straight to seventy five
2: percent. and Get it over with. So yeah, we, so yeah, Someone just, will buy
0: it. Someone will jump on them. I mean, remember those episodes, bro? where you know where we were talking and we talked about that storm, that retro storm.
2: Oh, the retro storm. Yeah.
0: I mean, Sal called it. You know, he told me he's like. You know, play the long game on it, and I guarantee you'll be discounted. Well, I was in a Target store the other day. There she was. I scanned her five ninety nine. I was like, "Boop!" She's going home yep, with me.
1: There you go. Yep. Yeah. You have to. Oh, I was kind yeah. of like I got like super excited when because I was waiting forever. I didn't pre order it, but I wanted the uh, Peter B. Parker Mayflex, mm. and uh, I was like, "That looks so awesome," you know and I was holding out on the miles. Cause I think the Sentinel company is going to make a better miles than the Mafex one. But I was like, I can at least get Peter B Parker. And then of course I was walking through target and there was the Marvel legends wave.
0: Mm-hmm. I jumped on <laughs> those like, too.
1: I jumped on them. I'm like, I got to get these now. They it look doesn't great. look as good. They, they do look good. Do. The sculpts are good. They're really you know? good. That whole line it, is
2: really nice. for yeah, Marvel legends. That's you're getting a for decent
1: sure. product. Yeah. 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 So I got, I got them on. and I love them. <laughs> and and then a week later the mefix peter b parker came out I'm like <laughs> like i'm not paying 100 bucks for this thing. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, I mean at, at some point you go I got the $20 Marvel Legends, is it worth yeah. dropping another 50, 60, 80 to upgrade it and you're like, eh, Exactly. For the one picture I'm going to take? Nah. Exactly. I'll I'll be okay. Yeah. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, cuz be- like the Miles is nice too. Like that honestly, that whole I, I do like the miles a lot. Yeah. I
0: grabbed the miles. I'm I'm excited to shoot that one.
2: <laughs> I actually got two, so I could
1: pose one with head, one with... Yeah. Uh, God, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find, though, the hand ninja, because I, I, this would have been the first Build-A-Figure I actually complete, if I could find the hand ninja.
2: Oh, really? dude? I'll, and send, you, a, I'll send
1: you the parts if you want. Cause I got, oh, sweet, because yeah. I just need the legs for yeah. Stiltman, because I had a funny idea, just a one-shot. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'll never find a hand ninja to just do this one shot <laughs> I want to do.
2: Yeah, I actually. Uh, well, I was telling you, I was I was in my Walmart early in the morning, and they had two of them there. I was like, ah, I grabbed the oh, two. Sweet. So yeah, I'll will send you the legs, man. I, oh, I I'm awesome, not I'm man. not gonna build it, so I'll send it to you. Sweet. I would totally do that.
0: Have you guys seen the Gwen? Yeah, I do I have the Gwen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not found her.
2: I actually saw it uh, just yesterday. What? Actually, yeah, I was at the Walmart in Rio Rancho. Yeah. They had they had a bunch of them.
1: Yeah, cuz the one that's peg is the Peter B Parker is the one that's peg warming, actually. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's
2: a big
1: peg warmer.
0: Frogman, the, and the frog. frog yeah. The frog.
1: I hmm. see the frog everywhere. I, I found there. the frog at GameStop and I was just like in my head I was like I'll never see this again. I'll buy it. That's crazy. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, like, no, it's, it's Warman pegs here.
2: Him yep. and the and him and the Peter B Parker.
0: Yeah, I saw uh the the Walmart in the Warzone. Everything you want is there except for Gwen.
2: That's
1: weird. Yeah. It's weird how it also seems like different areas, uh, yeah, certain figures go and others don't.
2: Yeah, my brother's actually out of town, uh, right now, and he so whenever he goes out of town, he's you know he's driving and he stops at every freaking podunk Walmart, and he's like, yeah, holy shit, they have the whole AEW line here. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> he's like, and they got this, and they got that. I'm like, because people in small towns, they don't care, man.
1: Yeah, that's no, true. No, they don't. It's funny you say that because. I mentioned way back at the beginning, my hometown is Fort Kent, Maine, a little small town in northern Maine. And about an hour away, there's a Walmart. When I was living up there in 2015, if I wanted like a rare figure that came out that was at Walmart, I just went to that Prescott Walmart yeah. about an hour away and everything was there because yeah. there's no collectors up there, there's no hobbyists, there's no anything. It's just... You yeah. know, I found a a gold amiibo Mario back when those were big, no. <laughs> just <laughs> sitting on the shelf for like ten bucks. and I bought it and I sold it for like sixty on eBay. Yeah. Nice. There it's funny when when you go to either rural areas, like, mm. they, like dude, they're they,
2: they're working, man. They, yeah, they're not collecting yeah. figs. Yeah, you know I mean? they, yeah. Or if you go to fair. like um really urban areas where there's not a lot of money. Yep. They don't got the money to spend twenty bucks on a fig. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah they're, they're not about to pay $60 for the NECA two pack.
0: Right. You yeah. know, are they still on one of yeah. the two? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah it, it is weird. But if you're in a big uh, metropolitan area, dude, hunting's a bitch. Like, yeah. Cause yeah. Ev- everyone's either buying it for themselves or buying it to flip. Yep. Yeah. That's you true. Know?
1: So it's also interesting like the metropolitan areas. Like I got a couple people people uh, in New York city that I know and my buddy Jamie's over in Los Angeles and just to get to a Walmart is like hard. Like they don't, there's none in their areas. That too. That's true. That's <laughs> true. You know, yeah,
2: yeah. They got to go out to the suburbs.
0: Yep. Yeah. Man, woo, Jesus. And just like that, guys. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we are running out of time. <laughs> That's funny. You know, it it always happens when you talk about what you love. And John, I cannot tell you, dude. I mean, one for you putting Sal in the hot seat. That was. <laughs> That was fucking hey, epic, dude. So when,
1: when my Orange Cassidy photo comes out, if the figure ever shows up, <laughs> yeah, tag me. Make you sure might, you tag you me. Might, I'll tag you. But I get a new appreciation for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is priceless. That is just beautiful. <laughs> so. Um, John, thank you so much, dude, for coming on to the Funkaholics podcast and, you know, just shooting the shit with us. And like I said, you know, getting, getting Sal on the hot seat, cause it doesn't happen often, but uh, like I can tell you, dude, there was a moment where right when you brought that up, dude, I, he had a full bottle and that thing was literally a quarter full after. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was, when I was listening the other night and you guys were talking about Orange Cassidy, I was like, I got that figure in the mail. I'm going to bring that
0: up. <laughs> emailed it, man. Um, John, tell the Funkaholics podcast um, you know, uh the fans that we have. How how do we find you? How do we find you on social media? Uh,
1: well you can find me on on Tinder. And uh <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> uh, mainly I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram under uh Red's Toy Tavern. Very cool. At Red's Toy Tavern.
0: And if you want to um, put your um uh, your uh your fan your uh your your only fans out there too, dude, we'll get we'll be able to take fans. it right now. <laughs>
1: It's also called Red's Toy Tavern. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I am thinking in the future, though, I'll get a, like a Facebook page. I'll just do Red's Toy Tavern. But for now, it's Instagram, Red's Toy Tavern.
0: Very cool. And cool. again, like I said, we can't thank you enough for being on here. Funkaholics, go out there and follow Red's Toy Tavern on Instagram. You can also follow us if you'd like. You know, we're the Funkaholics Podcast. We are on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. That's the Funkaholics. F-U-N-K-A-H-O-L-I-K-S. Sal, my brother. How can we find you?
2: Find me on Instagram at sales underscore toy photos.
0: There it is. So we are going to get on out of here. But we're going to bring John back for another episode, oh, definitely. man. Oh,
1: definitely oh i'm down for it this is fun
0: there it is you heard it first ladies and gentlemen wednesdays and fridays these episodes are dropping download them share them tell everyone and anyone